Hello everyone, Jesse here, interrupting you before the Abramax podcast begins this week. Just wanted to offer a quick apology, we are currently getting some new mics and new cables getting that sorted out, and so my audio isn't up to sound this week. It's still, you know, that's fine, but it could be a lot better, and we're trying to make it a lot better. Just wanted to give you a forewarning about that. Thank you all for listening, and thank you all for listening through it today. We really appreciate that. And please enjoy the episode. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, Hello. Because Hello. you've all listened to a podcast before, right? Are we ready to go? Call me Ransom, it's my middle name. CSI KFC? This is where the fun begins. Welcome back to the Bromax podcast for another... My name is Jesse. My name is Joel. <laughs> Please don't put any sound effects for me. I'm <laughs> what is that? Hello, Darth Vader. Um, this soundboard, I'm ready to end this. What? No. <laughs> That's a sound we oh. need. <laughs> we need that one what? as well. No. Wow. Can you play that one, Jesse? I just really oh, yeah. I we, love we, got, we, got, we have six new sounds. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, there wow. you go. Wow. There you go. So we're slowly figuring it out, which is yeah, excellent. Yeah, My yeah. name's Joel, in case I didn't introduce myself already. Um, yeah, you did. Excellent, excellent. And today we are doing, what are we doing, Jesse? We are doing the top ten mind-bending films, whether it be a plot twist or we didn't know what was happening or we're just like, What? What? <laughs> no. Wow. What's going on here? <laughs> so confused. Had to read up on it. Yep. Uh, all of mine, I really like the movie, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this, is, this is my jam. My, like my, n- my 9 and 10 are like insane plot twists that got me so good. And the others are like, what happened? Yeah. What happened? You yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. For, to stump you, Jesse. Because, you know, you're pretty on the this ball. This may have to be a semi-spoiler episode. Oh, for sure. So yep. we're going to mention the film before we spoil it. So if you haven't seen the film and want to, maybe just skip forward. Who's our spoiler thing for today? Should oh, we get, I know where Should it is. we get a, a spoiler button? Here's a spoiler button for today. This is where the fun begins. Yes. I love yes, that. That's so you. good. Thank I you. really <laughs> love this soundboard already. Um, all right. Well, can I kick us off? Because I absolutely <laughs> love. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> You know what that reminds me of? What? That ad where it's like, chicka chicka. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Oh, this soundboard's <laughs> going to be so good. I'm loving it. But I'm not loving the soundboard itself. But I love that it, what it contributes to our show. I love your soundboard. Oh, gosh. Whoa, okay, I feel like I'm third wheeling here. All righty. Well, my number 10, Jesse, you're going to hate me for this choice. All right. Is a film directed by Martin Scorsese. I'm talking about Shutter Island. Mid. 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 Interesting. All right. Well, oh, no, no. It's not mid. It's good. Good? I think it's stupid. Okay. Okay. It's really dumb. Let me kind of take you on where I was going with that twist. So I was really, really on board with this film from the get-go. It's got DiCaprio, Mark Ruffalo, really great cast. Um, and it's about a World War II soldier turned US Marshal who has been called to investigate the di- disappearance of a patient from a hospital on Shutter Island. Now, That's from the, the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. Thanks, Can Jesse. I do it again? Do you have time? <laughs> Yes, I do have time. I'm going to delve it in, get in there for you. <laughs> oh, don't say that's what she said, Jesse. <laughs> oh, good, good, I was, good call. Oh, no, damn Where is it? I'm I can't <laughs> find it. We have, we have too many sounds. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so this film basically, DiCaprio gets to the island. By the way, the pathetic fallacy to me- measure what's going on is insane. It, with the rain what's pattering pathetic, against... pathetic fallacy? It's when the weather is mirroring the mood. Your pathetic fallacy. Oh, okay. That's that's a bit harsh. A bit on the harsher side, I think. <laughs> I hate that the soundboard's always got your back, honestly. Yeah, I love you, bro. Um, the soundboard. Uh, ouch. Yeah. Um, and so basically this film is about DiCaprio and Ruffalo really starting to peel back the layers, but it's raining and you kind of feel claustrophobic, like you're stuck on the island. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there going, what's going on? Because there are some weird things going on. And there's all these pa- there's this patient that's missing, but then she's back. That was, uh, I think it was Rachel, the character's name. Yep, Rachel. Um, and then there's all these little inconsistencies and clues that are kind of going on. And we find out that Leonardo DiCaprio's character, can we do the fun begins, Jesse? Spoiler okay. alert. This is where the fun begins. He is... Insane. He's actually lost oh his wow. mind. <laughs> <laughs> He's a patient of Shutter Island. He's been there the whole time. 
and that it's been one large role play scenario that everyone's kind of been in on. The way that I saw it, it works a little bit like how Truman Show worked. Okay. So I kind of bought into Truman Show logic, so I was like, therefore, I can buy into this. Cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. Oh, this is smooth. This is really getting really good at this. Thank you, mate. Um, and so basically... That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> this is smooth. You're really good at this. Jesse. <laughs> okay. Um, and yeah, so basically we find out this will be one role play scenario and his wife had actually drowned their kids and then he killed his wife. You know, they're trying to really get him to admit that he's he's not he's he's aware of his reality. Mark Ruffalo's been his therapist the whole time, um, and yeah, it's just been crazy. And by the end of it, unfortunately, he just slips back into it. Uh, but he has enough conscience to realise that he can't keep living like this, and so he opts to get himself lobotomised. So okay. that's Wait, the just say lobotomised. 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 Bitch. Here she got up. <laughs> Great ass. <laughs> And you got your head all the way up it. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Pacino. Yes, thank you, Mr. Pacino. Thank you for your number 10. Um, yeah, that was. I just really love that twist. I, and I think it, yeah, it worked. Right. And I love all that mind stuff. Mm, Mind-bogglingness. Yeah, that's my number 10 choice. All right. My number 10 is from a film called Saw. <gasps> oh, I didn't even think about that. Dude. That's a good choice. Now, I didn't know what happened. So basically, the premise story is these two lads wake up in a room and they're handcuffed to things. And then a voice, a loudspeaker said, that said, basically, to carry out, you have six hours to kill this guy or your family dies. And then the film is about Danny Glover, the detective, trying to figure out who this mysterious jigsaw character is, trying to find him. They're in the room and then they eventually are finally able to escape and then Carrie Ells goes and gets help and there's been a dead body on the ground for the whole time. And then, now, apparently this is like, Common knowledge, but I had no idea. So right. I'm just gonna hit the spell button in case. Yeah. This is where the fun begins. The yep. dead body rises up on the floor with the most dramatic music, and ever. that's Jigsaw. And he's been the whole time. And he's, just, he's just gonna kill the other guy. And I was like, what? The because I had like no idea. I had no idea. It, yeah. It was like the second most I've been got by a twist. I was like, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That that was Could crazy. Not believe it. Because he, you, you're, you're mainly in that room. Yeah. And you, he's there. He's and just laying on the floor. I mean, you never bought it. like it's such a good mystery. Like, what's going to happen? You know, like you were hanging onto this movie mm. so much, and then when you go, I was like, bro, yeah, that is insane. Yeah, no, that's that a fantastic insane. choice, Jesse. Fantastic. It would probably be an honorable mention for me. Okay. I think, yeah, if you remembered it. If I, if I had. Uh, this is Joel when he was making the list and thought about Saul. I said, forget about it, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. Um, alrighty, my number nine is I never actually planned. To watch this film, and this came out based on me doing a David Fincher watch. Okay. Came out in 1997. I paid to watch it, even though it was on a local streaming service. Right. I could have watched it, but I'm glad I paid for it. I'm talking about the game. Well, that's low. It's low. You've got it higher. Um, okay. A little, a little bit higher. A little bit higher. Okay, cool. Um, this film, first of all, the runtime, beautiful. Two hours. Feels like it's right where it needs to be. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's two hours, that's pretty good. Um, anyway, starring Michael Douglas in probably his Michael best du- role, Michael do you Douglas. think, Jesse? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah? Yeah, why not? He is really fantastic as Nicholas Van Orton. And you've got Sean Penn in there as Conrad, his brother, which yeah. is really random. Um, and then the other actors and actresses I wasn't too familiar with, um, oh, except for Charles Martinet, who plays who? Mario and Luigi. There you go. Mario. Not in the film. Marion who? No, Mario from oh. like Super. He's the voice of Mario, Luigi and Waluigi and all those that's from the Super Marios. That's, that's kind of based. That's a random. He plays in the film Nicholas's father. Okay. There you go. Um, but yeah, this film, at the start, it's everything I love from a mind bender. Mm-hmm. It's got all these weird things. Is everyone in on a conspiracy? whatnot? But then it shifts to be more of a character study with a conspiracy thrown in there. Okay. It's like I was really on board with it. And then, oh, the ending. It's not tragic. It is, but then it's not. Right? Are we spoil I it think we're going to spoil right, it. We're gonna spoil yeah. Ending? Yeah. This is where the fun begins. Spoiler alert. He basically jumps off a building because he feels like he's... Because he shot his brother. He shot his brother. Right? He thought his brother was messing with him. Yeah, yeah. And then he, re- he jumps in this big mat that's been placed at the bottom of the building and everyone's like, woo, woo. And he's like, oh, my gosh. And then he's realised that he needs to appreciate the things that he's got in his life yeah. more. And I was like, that's really good. I think this is Fitch's best movie. I was, like, so captivated by the whole thing. 
I'd never bored. Yeah. The gimmick never. I never got sick of the gimmick. It was no. like, this is awesome. Yeah. I, lo- I think I love psychology movies. It's just about Ooh, the people, yeah. how people are tested. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Michael Douglas is perfectly cast. He's so good. He starts off as the typical Michael Douglas grump. Michael Douglas. But then he gets layers and then you're like, wow, this is fantastic. And I just have to say, if anyone ever gets me that present, I will be very angry with you. <laughs> Did you know every Michael Douglas film is in San Francisco? Now you say that. <laughs> I can only talk to Ant-Man, but I feel basic like... Instinct basic well. Instinct yeah. as well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Will he ever leave, Jesse? No, I don't know. he won't. We'll have to find out. I mean, he, he, he went to the quantum realm, so... Yeah, that's right. No, he just uh, wants to die now. We'll in Ant-Man. We'll talk about that film on our worst ten of the year. <laughs> um, all right, so moving on for my number nine. Now, this is the film that has fooled me the most. Ever. Ever? Yep. Ooh. It is a film called The Usual Suspects. Oh, heard this one? I've heard of it. You always try to get me. No, to I'm watch not. It. I'm not spoiling this one. Okay, good. Basically, how it works is this is five, directed by Brian Singer, which who we did not condone. <laughs> he did some extra. Starring <laughs> Kevin Spacey, who we also did not condone. Oh dear. Written by Chris Christopher McQuarrie, who we big up. Yeah, we, we yeah, like, McHugh. Like we we do you reckon we can call him McHugh? No, I don't. I don't think we can. Okay, we don't have the privilege. Uh, yeah. Um. So there's five. There's been there's been a murder, and they've brought in these five suspects. Which you'd think it would be them. Yeah. And they're all questioning them. And this is where Brooklyn and I got the inspiration from. That's the I Want It That Way scene with the five. Ah. It's like a usual suspect parody, but now it's like become its own thing. And the whole time, it's like similar to Fallout, how there's this um, unnamed guy, and there's like this alias, and we don't know who it is. There is this alias in your suspect called Kaiser Soze. And you're just trying to, and you're wondering in the film, who is Kaiser Soze? Is it the detective is it one of the five is it someone else and the film gives you an ending which i was like oh yeah i got that you know Giancarlo esposito was the detective was like, oh, so like oh i'll just give that and then the real ending happens and you're like oh my goodness like no i w- i could personally guarantee no one has figured this out Damn. ever i'm pretty sure no one fi- has figured this out it gets you so good I love it. There's a good point where I was like, all right, it could be anyone except that person, and it was that person. And it makes sense. It's plausible. Yeah. They didn't do a red notice where no. it's like, we're just going to insert the rock and just put Bye it bye, Jun John Hartley. <laughs> that BS. Get that out of here. Yeah, it's incredible. Wow. Truly, yeah. truly incredible. Oh, usual suspects. That's ki- it's kind of got me in cute. But it sounded like cause it didn't bend my mind because I got it, but it. Is a mind bent. Though. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. you bent with it. Like I wasn't confused. Say. I was like, oh, of course. I'm such an idiot. Yeah. Because it's so obvious when you think about You've it. You've been got, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, usual suspect slaps. Oh, yeah. You kind of intrigued me a little bit. But I didn't realize yeah, it was one of those it. mind bender ones. Gabrielle, Gabrielle Burns in it too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So nice. All righty. Well, moving on to my number eight is another Fincher. And I had to put it on here. I didn't want to put two Fincher, but I had to because when yeah. I watched, I was completely, whoa. Fight Club. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesse. This was... Now Joel's come with the Sigma film bro picks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, starring Ed Norton and Brad Pitt as like and the two... Helena and Helena Bonham And Helena Bonham Carter. And Jared Leto. Yeah, and Meatloaf. May you rest in peace. Yes. Um, I just thought this was fantastic. Now, yeah. I... You see all these things in pop culture and we don't rule number one. We don't talk oh, about that's what I need. I need a sound. How's that working out for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it, it works really well. Ed Norton is perfect as our kind of narrator and lead character and you kind of s- he starts off as the, the regular life person. Um, this is one I don't want to spoil, so I'm going to... Happy to dance around. No, no, we'll... Yeah, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Reckon? Everyone's saying five Okay, okay. Well, spoilers. This is where the fun begins. Um, Ed Norton actually meets Brad Pitt, who we find out at the end of the film, is him. Yeah. He's got a split psychology. So he's just been completely seeing reality yeah. wrong. Um, a friend pointed out to me, which was quite funny, um, the scenes when Brad Pitt and Marla are doing it. Yeah. And Ed Norton's like, can you shut up or whatever? Yeah. Like he's doing it. So he's probably not enjoying the sex or he's just having some sort of split yeah. <laughs> personality to The only time it doesn't work is when they're like fighting each other. And I'm pretty sure like Tyler just drags him off. And I was like, well, that's just, you just can't, that just can't happen. Mm, unless it's just completely. But in that has scale. to happen. So like, I, I think it's a good, really good show. Obviously it got me. I was yeah. finished too. Yeah. I, I think anyone did. And it feels gritty and real. And so it's not like one of those 
you know, I'm going to say Inception as one of those really like sci-fi mind-bending ones. Sorry, this is Inception. I started yawning. Nice one. Inception's <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, but yeah, it's real. It's real and gritty, and it, it it's street level, and that's what Fight Club is. But it's also got this psychological element, which Fincher, I think, from what I'm starting to discern, really likes to weave in. And and Gone Girl's next on my watch list, so I'm keen to see how that, if if that does get into. Yeah, play. Gone but Girl's. Yeah, my number eight yeah. is Fight Club. All right, moving on to my number eight, which is a South Korean film Ooh. directed by Lee Chang Dong and okay. starring. You are in Stephen Ewan and Jung Jong So. It is called Burning. 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 Mm. I like this film. I don't love it. I think it's, it's two and a half hours. So okay. It's up. Oh. It is about this delivery man, Jong Su, and he runs into a girl he used to know. Yep. And they kind of get together, and she asks him if, "Hey, can you look after my cat when I go away to Africa?" Yeah. So yeah, sure. He comes back with Stephen Ewan, who's his guy. His character's name is Ben. Yeah. And Ben is telling Jong Su about his most unusual hobby, which is he likes to burn down greenhouses. Oh, that's his hobby. Okay, but a as pyro. Now it's not really a spoiler, but it's it's what burning greenhouses down means. So do you want to know that? Are you going to watch this movie? Um, I probably won't watch it. So let me hit the button. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! This is where the fun begins. Ben is a serial killer, oh. and burning down greenhouses means just killing people, which I didn't get at the time, but my film bro friends around me were like, oh, yeah, that rare. So I was yeah. like, what is going on, lad? So I yeah. had to look it up. Yeah. It's quite clever. I might have to give it a higher score on rewatch because I just didn't get it. Yeah. But it's very slow burn. Okay. But it's very well made. And, yeah, I think more people should see it. Okay. Yeah, wow. So Because I was like, what is – I couldn't understand all the allegories and things. Yeah. Like what the significance of greenhouses. But I thought it was – it really stuck with me after I watched it. Do we ever see a murder happen? No. No. So he's just saying, I'm just burning these greenhouses. Yeah. And then but oh. you see your greenhouses burning. Do you know if it's real? And then oh. the, the ending's great as well. I always saw the ending. Okay. The ending's That's fantastic. Oh, I can't believe You can still watch the movie knowing that. It might even yeah. be better. Sometimes, you. I have to admit, there are some movies on this list where I've been watching it, been really confused and had Wikipedia up next to me. Yeah. Just so I can understand what's going on. Because I feel like when I don't have my bearings in a film, I can run the risk of tapping out I'm sure. and that's something I don't want to do. So I feel like if I've just got something there to look at, going, okay, this really unique way that this director's decided to depict that, I'm actually just going to kind of, you know, oh, Wikipedia says this is happening. Right, okay, so yeah. that makes sense why it's a bit far-fetched or whatever. So, okay, Burning, that's kind of... Yeah, Stephen Burning. Yun, I love him. Yeah, he's, 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 he's really good. Really good. Excellent. <laughs> All right, moving on to my number seven, I believe, is Everything Everywhere, All at Once. Now, you might not oh. think it's a mind-bender. No, I don't. But first watch I watched it, I was really confused with some of the logic that was going on. Yeah. And it's a multiverse film, so that for me... That yeah, like well, you know, that's just like... Uh, I got it. Your opinion. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> no, sometimes when it comes to that, I can uh, get a little bit lost. And I don't... I look more outward than inward when it comes to looking to understand the film. Sure. So I won't analyse the script. I'll go and look it up, which can be where I lose points sometimes because I'm not focusing. Because yeah, okay. a wise person once said, I don't know who said it, but I feel like a famous director said it, um, everything you need is in the script if it's a good film. That's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. Everything you need is in the script, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah pulling out some big quotes here. But if it's a, if it's a complicated film... I think nothing was um, the Filippo brothers at Talk to Me premiere. Oh right, right. They right. yeah yeah yeah. The they Filippo brothers. I'm trying to be really professional with them. Um, CSI KFC. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they said because there was a lot of things in Talk to Me that were like whoa abstract, but at the end of the day everything's in the script hmm. and it makes sense and it comes full circle. Same with everything, everywhere, all at once. Michelle Yeoh, Ki Hoi Kwan. I would like it that the script is the weakest part of the film though. I don't yeah. think it should have won. Mm. Banshee should have won. I agree. That's I agree forward. with that. And I think that's why it can be a little bit of a mind bender because I've watched this film twice now. Same and yeah. the second time, no, sorry, three times, twice normally and once with director's commentary. I found it got a bit worse than the second time. Like I still like I still love it, but mm. it wasn't as good. Yeah, I think that because it's a multiverse film, there is a lot going on in yeah. it. And that's what detracts because it's got a weak script as well. And it's I not weak, but... Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Uh, weaker, <laughs> <It's a> weaker. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's a bit weak for you, Jesse. Putting you to sleep over here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it kind of 
the thing that mainly gets me is at the end when we're switching between universes. There wasn't enough distinction to some of the universes that I was getting a bit confused. Sure. Particularly with the the alpha characters and they put the googly eye on their head. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. But then I was like, how do we know that that's the alpha? Like, the alpha unit. I got a bit confused because they didn't make a clear enough distinction. Sometimes I need it to be put in front of me. Yeah. And it didn't do that. But not I saying it's a bad thing. You just got to get with the vibe sometimes. Yeah, yes. Bro. Yeah, you got to feel it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, everything, everywhere, all at once. Great multiverse film. Go check it out. Heartwarming. But there is some complicated multiversal comp- okay. concepts in there as well. Yeah. Uh, my number seven is The Game. So it's back to you. Oh, you don't want to say anything else? No, I'm happy with yeah, no. else. My number six is The Father by Florenzella. Oh, really? I thought this was a big mind bender. Yeah. I've but like you knew what was happening. Yeah, but he didn't at first. Well, he did. Because Olivia yeah. Coleman was shifting into the other actress. You know what it was about? Yeah, it's dementia and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But I think as well watching it with my, my bubba and seeing her reaction, she was going, what? Oh, and they're sure. calling each other names and stuff yeah. that are different to what the character previously looked like. And he's kind of walking into rooms that he left in the previous scene and it's like the scene's looping back around again. Yeah. And and I think that's it's not a detraction from the film. I'm not saying because it's a mind bender, it's bad. I'm saying because it's a mind bender, it's fantastic. And it really puts you into the perspective of someone with dementia. Um, and, I, you know, it kind of creates more awareness for that sort of stuff and ways to to um, treat those people and work with them. They're still people at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and I liked the approach from Florenzella to do it that way because that's what it's like. And our protagonist is Anthony. So. It's not supposed to be mind-bending for you, though. It's... But it was that for me. Cause I, right. When I first watched it, I was blown away. I was like, yeah, well, me, I was me really too, like, wow. I like loved it. Yeah, I think because as well, I didn't... Because I think you recommended this to me. Probably. I, I reckon, think you did. I recommend all the good films. You, you do, you do. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I was like, what is going on here? Because I thought, am I going crazy or are the actors recasting? Or is this a flashback? No, you're going crazy. So I was cool. sitting there watching it. I felt very lost. But now I know and I had to look up things a little bit as well. Yeah. I don't pick up things as easily as you do, Jesse. But yeah, so <laughs> that's probably my... <laughs> but yeah, The Father. I think it's a great film. It's short, only an hour and a half or so. Um, and yeah, it was it was a mind bending, heartfelt psychological drama. <laughs> cool, awesome, thanks, Jesse. Sorry, I'll, I'll let Arben. Cool. Yep. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to my number six. It is a film by Mr. Stanley Kubrick. His Ooh. last film, which took him over four hundred days to shoot, oh. which broke up a marriage. It is Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, no, I haven't. I was looking at some Kubrick films yesterday, but I didn't come across this one. So yes. talk to me about it, Jesse. Starring Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Ooh. Yeah. Pre-divorce. Yeah, right. Okay, Pre-divorce. I was tracking the timeline there. Yep. No, no, no. It is about uh, this doctor. His name is Bill. And with his wife, Alice. And his wife, Alice, admits to having sexual fantasies about a man. And this makes Doc- Dr. Bill, Mr. Dr. Tom, uh, obsessed with having... A sexual encounter of his own. He just can't get it out of his head. Right. So he goes on this like two-day odyssey around New York City, like looking for a, a sexual experience. Oh, like as well with like a backpack. He was like trekking around. No, it's like not, no. <laughs> odyssey is not like a, a hike. He goes <laughs> around in cabs, goes to the shops, and on his, his on the uh, what's the name? The second night, he runs into Todd Field. Who directed Tar yeah, in yeah, this film? Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, I know this like really weird play this I've known. It's like super like kinky and stuff." Yeah, and he gives him the password for it. And he drives up. He has to wear a mask. Oh, in a costume. Right. And he goes up, and there's this hundreds in this big castle. There's these hundreds of people wearing masks right. about this cult. Oh my god! And the drone is like, "You, you're not supposed to be here." They drone in the center, and then. They have an orgy? What's going on? No, 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 <laughs> oh, okay. no, sorry, no, no, okay. It's like, <laughs> because the th- thing that's revealed later is, I might just do a quick Yeah, 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 do a quick one. little spoiler It's not like a spoiler, then. but this is where the fun begins. The thing begins. about is, anyone could be under these masks. The most famous people, the most rich, wealthy people in the world oh. could be under these masks. Yeah, right. And Tom Cruise is just there. And I don't know how to, I, this, I was so captivated by this film. The score is amazing. I was just so in the whole time, not because of the sex stuff. Just, just made it clear. Unsettling <laughs> score. Like yeah, it's like yeah. there was this piano that was like, Bow. and it lets it linger on the notes, right? Bow. Yeah, like Stanley Kubrick knows how to make you squirm. Mm. Yeah, 
And I was like, wow, I was so into it. Um, and then, um, what was mind bending though? I was because I was a bit confused by it. And there's this big revelation where he's having the chat with Sydney Pollack. Right. I kind of explained because there's like someone got murdered and someone else did something else. I don't want to. I want you to watch it. Okay. I don't yeah. get too much away because oh, sure. I haven't spoiled anything yet. Yeah. So yep. Yeah. Just watch Eyes Wide Shut. It was entrancing. You've got me very intrigued to go check yeah. it out. Eyes um, I was going to say before you solo watch. I would recommend. Okay. Solo watch. Good recommend. Or a close friend. Okay. <laughs> Jesse, nah. <laughs> it's playing at the Ritz if you want to go. Oh, soon? Yeah. Uh, yeah, next month. Okay. All right, I'll have a look at the dates. Cool. So we can do. Before we move on, I was just going to say, Jesse, would you be able to publicize your lists for these episodes once they come out? Okay. Because I really do. But then I think, oh, we recorded that episode. It's a long episode. You know, I don't remember which part we yeah, got to when we do. talked about it. So I, I think it would be good because in case there was a movie that we kind of – because we kind of do a lot of multitasking while sure. we're here talking already. But that could be great for yeah. even the listeners to, exactly. to see well what we're recommending. Exactly. A letterboxed yeah. uh, link tree. link to the link tree um, and the TikTok. Yeah, out of the three um, Kubrick's I've seen, this is my favourite. Ooh. What's your score? Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, my number six, eyes wide shut. Nice one. All right, moving on to my number five is Nope. Because I had absolutely no idea what was going on in this whole film. There was a. Oh, yeah. I, there was this I, d- I just think it was, it was all right. I wouldn't s- I'm not rating it based on how good it was. It was more just what was going on. I was really confused okay. about uh, a UFO turned into some blankets at the end of it. Um, and then it was like opening up. It looked like it was like spreading its legs wide. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's I, what I, she did. That's what, yeah, literally. Um, and for like half the film, it's like Jaws, but in space. You don't see what's going on with the, the the UFO, and the trailers didn't reveal anything about this film. Everyone's just like looking dramatically with like dramatic music. Um, someone Abel's, I don't remember who the Michael Abel's, I think he's a composer f- with Jordan Peele, um, and his soundtrack's very chilling as well. There's a lot of like yeah. chanting and all that in there. Um, and I've seen this twice now, and I I still don't. Properly, and we've reviewed it for the podcast as well, and I get it, but also I'm like, really, that's how that's the story you wanted to tell there, mm. because I'm like, I feel like there could have been other ways to do that. Sure, sure. Um, and I was really mind bent by watching that, and that's what Jordan Peele's mind. Yeah. The concept okay. I was going, what is that? You, mm. know, you know what I mean? Is uh, where does this creature come from? What type of world are we living in? Um, you know, and and I thought it was a clever twist, but also I was kind of like, oh. I, I I felt like I got to the end going, okay. I don't really know what I watched. I was a bit, bit So lost. would you say that... I'm just going to say this. I've put here the second half. <laughs> literally. Literally <laughs> the, the second, second half. half. But yeah. to be of fair... <laughs> to be fair, it's still a good film. But the second half just completely lost me. I agree. Yeah. I thought... Um, I think it's because what is really unnecessary. It didn't add much to the movie. It's unnecessary, but it's interesting. Like, I would have watched a side plot or a miniseries or a short about f- a, short f- a short film about a monkey that kills everyone on set. Monkey. 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 <laughs> but, yeah, I, d- I do agree. I, I, th- yeah. I think yeah. if it was more all... Like, what I thought this film was going to be going into it yeah. was about alienation and yeah. black and white people. Because it was so slow, I kind of feel like I was keeping on board with it. I don't know. This is definitely his weakest film, Jordan Peele. I'm starting to agree because yeah. us, I us think, has got more. On. Us yeah. is slept on. That's a great. I movie. need to rewatch that, but I think it, you might be right. I don't want to move. Nope. Lower than us just yet. No, no, do but it. But I'll need to no, watch it. No, you can it. do it. It's fine. Thanks, Jess. It's all good. Yeah. Feeling well supported yeah, at no the worries, moment. Uh, but I am looking forward to Jordan Peele's next film coming December 2024. Do you know anything about it? All I know is that it's a Christmas film, mm-hmm. but it'll be a Christmas Peel. So whatever, take that as you will. Do you think that Jordan Peele, like out of you know, you got Jordan Peele, Robert Eggers, Arias, they're often compared. Yep. Do you think Jordan Peele is your favourite? Um, I hate to admit it, I probably think Arias is better than Peele. I agree. Um, I because agree. even sorry, though sorry, sorry, Robert Eggers, the Lighthouse slaps. Like we <laughs> love that one, but Eggers, I just can't really talk much because I've only seen Lighthouse and um no, the 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 the, the, the is no the, the Northman. Yeah, but but like I'm saying the oh. the Vivitch. The Vivitch. Well, I'm excited for Nostafaro. Oh yeah, that's yeah. gonna be good. That's and gonna be good. Arias has a new film with Emma Stone and Joaquin Phoenix and Pedro Pascal coming out. No way. Yeah. Oh. And he knows Chris Christopher g- Abbott. Do you know that guy? No, yeah. no. But I'm happy that he's there. He's I don't know. He's in Southern. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. But I think probably probably for me it would go Ariasta, Jordan, Jordan Peele, Robert Eggers. Yeah, but that could change depending. Yeah. I don't think it could. <laughs> um, all right. Cool, man. Uh, my number six is a film that you need to watch. Another South Korean film. 
Directed by Answer by number five, the legendary Park Chan Wook. It is Old Boy. Old Boy. No, not familiar with this one. Have you never heard of Old Boy? No. You're right. I think so. Right. All right. Fine. So it's about this guy called uh, Desu, and he is imprisoned for 15 years. And we don't know why. And then he gets out of prison. And oh. then the rest of the film is him trying to figure out why he was in prison. How long is he in prison? Like in the film wise, like first act? Or oh, like 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he teams up with this young girl and a few other people to try and figure out the mystery of why he has been put together. Now, there's a couple parts to this twist, I guess, or this ending. One of them I predicted really early. Okay. But I th- looking back at it, maybe I was supposed to because it makes the ending all more like insane. Interesting. Yeah. And then the very end is awesome. This is one of this film's awesome. And you might have heard about a corridor scene, a fight scene. Which is like this panning shot. He's just mowing these guys down. Because it's kind of, it's like nearly an action movie as well. It's mainly a thriller. Okay. And yeah, it's, it's a fine, a very fine film. It's on my poster. It's not there anymore. Oh it dear. wasn't my poster. Um, yeah, Old, Old, Old Boy is a true staple of the 21st century in terms of cinema. There so you go. Okay. I, I must have been under a rock for this one. You must have been. Um, but yeah. I will check it out. I'm yeah. kind of intrigued. Thank you, Jesse. No worries, mate. All right, moving on to my number four is Enemy by Denis Villeneuve. Oh, this one of the spiders and shit? Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. This film really, I liked it. I really liked it. Okay. Um, but it kind of lost me okay. a little bit. So Jake Gyllenhaal plays a mild-mannered college professor. We've talked about it a little bit before. Um, but then he discovers a lookalike actor who looks exactly like Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Literally. Played by Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. as well. Um and they're both kind of delving into each other's affairs. Then by the end of it, I don't even... Re- I've kind of purged a lot of it from my brain. But there's, there's so I think his wife revealed to be a spider or something. And I was just kind of like, oh, what does that mean? And I still don't fully get it. Okay. I watched it and I was like, okay, sure. So then I would turn to Google. Uh, no, firstly, I turned to YouTube for a recap. Okay, sure. And then uh, trying to Google, sift through, I'm going, yeah. Yeah, um, obviously it's meant to mean something, some sort of symbolism, but yeah. it still gets a little bit lost on me. And yeah. you know, it's a mind bender. It's mm. it's not just a uh, um, you know doppelganger type movie. It's more than that. It's got some stuff in there with serious themes, and the I I, I still enjoyed it, uh, but I don't think it's Denis Villeneuve's best by any no? means. No, is it no. close or? Probably not, because I okay. give Arrival. You know how I feel yeah. about Arrival, Arrival and then Dune Part One. And then yeah, this I is fours out of five. So it's quite I think low. Prisoners is better than Dune. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what you'd think about this one, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you'd be a bit. I think, well, I think Jake Gyllenhaal's the best actor of mm. the modern he age. He plays the duality quite well. Yeah. They're both different characters. Not like it's him again, it's different, but they look alike. So it, it okay. works well, but yeah, it's a. But the fact that when uh, Letterboxd is saying that the characters are like Lady in the Dark Room, Sad Broken Woman, you know, it's kind of like. You know it's going to be one of those films where it's more about what's going on. Yeah, one of those films. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. I sh- oh, no, it is in here. Never mind. All good. All good. Oh, I didn't put it in. What? Freak. No, that's okay. Honourable mention. Honourable mention. Yeah, I've just, I've just remembered. I'm going to sub one in now, actually. Oh, okay. All right. My number four is a film. Now, recently, I saw a film called The Zone of Interest. Okay. It's not that film. <laughs> because if you've seen our TikTok, that film wasn't very interesting, <laughs> as the title may make you Zone of uninterest? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So my number five is a different film by that director. My number four, sorry. It is called Under the Skin. Ooh. Under the Skin. I recently watched this. Under the Skin? Immediate four and a half stars. Under the Skin. It stars Scarlett Johansson and no one else that you would know. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, so, so there's there's this weird thing that's happening at the start where it's like they're in space. Right. No, no one's in space, space. And then it appears to ScarJo. Um, taking someone's clothes and putting them on. And then she goes around the streets of Scotland, Glasgow, I think, and uh, picks up picks up men in her truck, floods them, takes them to her house. Right. And then because they're men, they're like, oh, yeah, well, you'll get it on. And then, so they're, like, undressing, they're walking away, and the man starts drown, like, walking into w- this water substance. And starts drowning, but she's not. She's walking backwards, and he's like drowned. And then it just happens a few more times. 
And I have no idea what happened in this film, yeah. but I loved it. Yeah. I just went with the vibe. And I haven't even run up on it because I don't really want to. But like more stuff happens at the end, which I won't spoil. Right, but I okay. think you'll like it. Yeah, it's, it's your kind of. And yeah. it's Scarjo. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarjo's great. But apparently, the people in it aren't actors. Scarjo was just driving up to people and just having conversations. Under Jonathan Glazer's direction. What? Yeah. This is also, I think, one of A24's first movies. Wait, ever. wait, what do you mean they're not actors? I'm still confused. That's confusing. The other characters aren't actors. They're just people. This is like a better version of men. Right. Yeah. But it's a really good version because men sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's that is boggling me even just talking yeah, about it. Yeah. It's really weird, but I loved it. I didn't like question it at all. I was just going yeah. with it. Yeah, big fan. Big fan of under the skin. That's oh my gosh. Yeah. That's boggled me. Jesse. Maybe best performance. Either this or marriage story. Because her her English accent is bang on. She's good. Yeah. yeah. She's really underrated. Everyone says Black Widow, Black Widow. Yeah, easily the best actor out of the Avengers. No, no, oh, no, no, sure. no question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. It was actually a mockery that her and Chris Evans are allowed to share scenes together. Like, he didn't know what privilege he had. Maybe. Chris Evans has made two movies this year, and the best one was a <laughs> three out of ten. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's just walking through it. He's not really putting much effort in. I think so. Oh gosh. Right, so yeah, my number four is Under the Skin. Nice, nice. Well, I'm making a last minute pivot as all well. Right, I've decided right. because my number three. It's one of my top ten, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, if you want to know what it was, I was going to say it was going to be Inception. Okay, I'm not going to talk okay. about that because I actually don't think it's that confusing of a film no, if you pay attention. Yeah. What I am talking about is a film that I've now seen twice and still struggle to actually tell you a subjective recap of what happened. Ari Aster's Bo is Afraid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch that. I, need to do, I was trying to think about it too much, so I need to go, need to go with vibes. Yeah. When you watch this film, it's three hours. It stars Joaquin Phoenix, Patty Lapone, Amy Ryan, Nathan Lane, and that's some all I really know. And Bill Hader. Bill Hader? Yeah, he's a delivery guy. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There you go. And Bill Hader. Um, but, yeah, this film was weird. Now, Joaquin Phoenix, fresh off his – well, not fresh off his Oscar win. Um, Shouldn't have won. We'll leave that for another time. Um He's basically described as a paranoid man who embarks on an epic odyssey to get home to his mother. You don't know whether he's on drugs. You don't know what sort of mental health issues he's got going on. Mm. They imply lots of different things. It's a very mature film. It's R18. But I think a lot of that rating... And and we saw it. We did see it. It's my first (laughs) R18. We're mature. We are mature. I think... It's it's a very mature film in that it gives you all the pieces and then lets you put them together in the way that you want to. It's like those Lego sets three in one. You can kind of make a helicopter or a car or a truck or a motorbike. You know how you get those Lego creator sets? That's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. It's a little bit of a window to my childhood. Uh, We don't have time for that, sorry. But... (laughs) We don't. We're moving on. yeah, everything's just like feels like it's just a trip. You're taken on a trip with Joaquin, you know, and it's divided into I'm not gonna say it again, little short films, <laughs> but little chapters yeah. that he embarks in locations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Each location had its own self contained story that can also stretch on to the next story. Yeah. Then the ending is just as confusing. This is where the fun begins. Maybe? Yeah. So yeah. I don't even I I'm not going to go into everything because you just have to set up the whole film. It's just one thing after yeah, another, yeah. another. But we realize that his mum has organized this whole conspiracy and everything that's been happening has been organized by her. She's not really dead. And then he kills his mum, jumps on a boat. Then he wakes up. <laughs> he kills his mum. Yeah, jumps, just on, a jumps on a boat. Wakes up in his like Roman arena type thing. Yeah. And then everyone's like putting him on trial, and then he drowns. That's just his Napoleon audition. They oh. just they just had it on them themselves. Yeah. Literally, literally. So yeah, bit of a confusing one. Yeah. But I still like it. I hope because Walking Phoenix will be nominated for Napoleon. I hope it's this movie instead. Oh yeah. I want this movie to get some love. You know. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to my number three, which is this is a weird one. I watched it because it was on my school reading, my uni reading list. Yeah, it is a film directed by Andrei Tarkovsky. Oh. And 
has a rating of 4.4 out of 5 on Letterboxd. It is called Stalker. Mm. All right. Intrigued. Now pay attention because okay. you like this. Okay. So there's this, there's this dystopian city. I think it's post-war. This is gray, very gray city. All right. Right. Okay. And outside the city, there's a place called The Zone. Zone of interest? No. Yeah. No, they're just The Zone. And if you go to The Zone, then your, de- your deepest wish will be granted. Oh. But you can only get to The Zone with a guide. So what happens is, these uh, these these two guys, a writer and professor, smart guys, they they hire a stalker, the stalker, which is us, the stalker is what the guides are called the stalkers, okay. and the stalker takes them to um, to the zone, and right. they go on a journey to the zone. That's yeah. what that's what the movie's about. Okay. And first time I was watching, I was like, I have I can't really know what's going on, but I'm really enjoying this. Mm. I love how the current movie is amazing for the seventies. You think it was made a lot earlier. And the ending happens, and I'm slowly starting to get it. But by the time I feel in it, it was two hours 40, which I didn't really feel the runtime, honestly, even though it's like an old Soviet movie. That's good. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Um, I read up on it, and it's like there's a lot of allegories, and you think you don't pick up on the power, the questions of humanity, and what you would. So there's questions about are you going to. How do you pick your one desire, and how does that impact other people? Ooh. And it's a really interesting. Um, comment on, I guess, what we owe to each other and what we owe to ourselves. And I was just very captivated by the whole thing. I don't know what it was that kept Stalker. me in. Stalker. Interesting. Really, really good film. You got me captivated. Yeah, I would go for it. So I had to read up on it. Yep. Because I didn't, and sometimes, you know, I like movies with subtitles, but sometimes you just miss stuff, you know, because if you look away, you can't hear yeah, them. So yeah, uh, loved it. Wow. Yeah. Nice pick, Jesse. Very nice pick. Thank you. I love when we delve into mind-benders and and this is because this is more what I like to watch. So I'm like, yeah. but then you surprised me. You like come out with something. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have expected that. Mm, thank you, mate. All right, moving on to my number two. It is Christopher Nolan's Memento. I just took it off because I knew you have it on. Yeah, yeah. It was, I t- put under the skin on instead. Yeah, nice. Yeah. No, good recommendation there. This film is weird. It's out weird. of order. It's from the perspective of someone with um, no memory making condition. Guy Pearce specifically. Also starring against Carrie Ann Moss. We have talked about this before. We reviewed it, right? We reviewed it. The weird thing about it, just plain and simple, bless you, is it's out of order. It's out of order. You get the end of the film at the beginning. You get the middle of the film at the last thing that you see. It's out of order and whack. And I genuinely had no idea what was going on when I was watching it. I was like, uh, that doesn't make sense. I I think I started to get it and then the ending blew me away as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And my poppy, who has a very high IQ, was even struggling to kind of piece together. <laughs> very high IQ, we tested this. Yeah. Uh, he's done the test what of is it. it. What's his IQ? Well, it's in the hundreds, hun- high hundreds, uh, close to 200, I think. What? He's got a very, w- 150. Something. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I know. He's a very smart guy. It's in the hundreds. He used like to work everyone. at a university. Um, oh, so there's oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, but yeah, we were both sitting there really puzzled by it, and then we both finished it at like 11.30 p.m. at night, went to bed and then came back the next morning and, and we're discussing it at breakfast. Yeah. Like, what did you read up about it? What did you read up about it? <laughs> and then my bubba was there like, this is confusing me. I didn't watch this film, so yeah. I got no idea what you were talking about. That's cool. Um, but I think it's probably Nolan's best. I agree, honestly. And I think yeah. it captures what everyone loves about these sort of films, memory and yeah. time. And I just think it's so good. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be ambitious. Yeah. It's just a small story. The story itself arguably isn't that interesting, but it's how the Yeah, the that but it, it can't be any more complex than it is because no. the, the gimmick is literally. And it doesn't work. It has to be told in reverse, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it's the fact that for people with these kind of circumstances, similar yeah. circumstances, smaller things like that are big for them sure. because they don't have all the knowledge. So yeah. Yeah. Memento. No, this film absolutely rocks. Hey, love that. All right, my number two is a film called, directed by Richard Kelly, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal oh. and Drew Barrymore and Seth Rogen. What a cast. And Patrick Swayze um, and a few other people. It is called Donnie Darko. Couple of my friends have been watching this now, so yeah. I'm curious. Johnny Darko. Tell me about it, Jesse. Here is what Johnny Dark Johnny Darko is about. So Johnny Darko escapes a bizarre accident, which is where something crashes into his 
room, but he's uh, he's not in his room, so he doesn't die. Right. Okay. And then he starts seeing visions of a large bunny rabbit. Okay. Which manipulate him to commit uh, some small scale crimes or acts around his school. Okay. And so you're wondering how the whole time you're wondering how the accident, the bunny, and Donny are connected. And then it all gets explained in the last five minutes. And you're like, huh? Okay. And then I read an article about it. And I was like, oh. And that was my first thought. Because it's, a, it's, a, it's literally, it's just a mystery. That's kind of chilling. Mystery coming of age. Yeah. It's really good. You're like, Drew Barrymore is like probably the hottest teacher <laughs> of all time in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, if yeah, it's Drew, I then no. performance from Jake Gyllenhaal. Cause I mean, this is like 25 years ago. 20, 20 years ago, nearly. Uh, yeah, really engaging mystery, but also really relatable characters. And I think if you, if you don't like it being mystery, it's just a good coming of age film. Coming of age, but then you just like mystery. what is going on with the rabbit and everything? What does it what does it mean? Yeah. But then all, when it all comes together, you're like, oh, that's it seems simple but dark. Yeah, like I don't know what's going on here, but it seems like a really simple premise. But yeah, a dark premise. So yeah, Donnie Darko is a really really good movie, and uh, bedded my mind. Very much so. Thank you for the recommendation, Jesse. That no was worries, mate. Got me, got me curious. I request the highest of fives. Oh, that was <laughs> clean. Thank you, Barney, as well. Thank you, Barney. Okay, moving on. Actually, I'll do my ten to two, and then we'll do one. So my number ten yep. is Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. Number nine is The Game. Number eight is Fight Club. Number seven, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Number six is The Father. Number five is Nope. Number four is Enemy. Number three, Bo is Afraid. Number two, Memento. And my number one film is, I know for a fact, you would not have heard. Oh, it's on your watch list. Damn it. But it's an Ethan Hawke film called Predestination. Oh, yeah. I want to watch this. Is it? It's weird. Who's it? There's someone else in there. Who's in there? Ethan Hawke and Sarah Snook. Sarah it's Snook, an Australian yeah, yeah. Sarah film. Sarah Snook movie, yeah. My gosh, Jesse, this is probably the most confusing film I've ever seen. Okay. I don't get most of it. Right. I get the premise. Right. <laughs> What's the premise? The premise is Ethan Hawke plays a time travel or a temporal agent. Oh, nobody's fucking like that. Sent on an intricate series of time travel journeys designed to prevent future killers from committing their crimes. Now, on his final assignment against the Fizzle Bomber, that's just what he's called, um, he must stop that guy who's evaded him through time and prevent a devastating attack. It's more than that. It's Sounds bad. No, it's 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 really confusing. It's it kind of plays in the causal loops and it loops back around on itself, and that's the surface story. But then he meets a mysterious character in a bar, and that's where the story kind of pivots a little bit into something that's more than. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just I like. Mean, uh, you said time trial. Your opinion, out. man. Whatever you're What I'm struggling to understand is that I think Sarah Snook's character pretends to be a guy for half of it. Because it's oh nothing okay. to do with the time travel agency. Right. Um, but that got me really confused. And then I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think something to happen with Ethan Hawke happens at the end, but something to him, he's a he's the fizzle bomber or something like that. Okay. But I don't 100% know because there's a lot going on. Okay. But it's really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Screen Australia. You haven't sold me. For the win, haven't sold me. Yeah, I haven't sold me yet. All right. I'll go through it. Sorry to disappoint you. It just doesn't sound that good. Um, okay. We'll, we'll just start rating of it. Of it? Uh, probably... Three and a half out of five, because I don't get it. That's like a two for me. Yeah, yeah, All right. yeah. All right, let's go. Number 10, Saw. Number nine, The Usual Suspects. Number eight, Burning. Number seven, The Game. Number six, Eyes Wide Shut. Number five is Old Boy. Number four is Under the Skin. Number three is Stalker. Number two is Donnie Darko. And my number one is a film directed by David Lynch, starring uh, Naomi Watts, Laura Herring, <gasps> Justin Theroux. It is Mulholland. I knew Drive. you were going to go with this one. How did you know? Because I wanted to go to the film screening of it that we were both going to go to for the film club. I didn't go to that. Oh, I thought you I did. I watched it in my own time. Oh. I thought at 11 p.m., fell asleep, watched the ending later. Um, this film is about, so Naomi Watts, Betty Elms, she's been just moved to Hollywood, just moved to Aunt's house, mm-hmm. and she comes across this famous actress who has been in an accident, 
And she knows who she is. She's very famous. But the actress doesn't know she's an actress. So she doesn't know how famous she is. So she is this like a Truman show situation? So she gets a, she gets am- amnesia from the oh, gotcha. And so she starts living with her. It's like, oh yeah, I think you're safe. And then so for two hours a film was happening. Yeah. And then something happens. And the next twenty minutes completely changes your entire perspective of the entire film. Oh, I love that. And you're just like, what? So all of that was different. Oh. And I was like, I did. Me and my grandma literally sat down for ten minutes trying to figure it out, and then we eventually got it, and then we read up, and yeah, we were right. That's so cool. And I, I was like, damn, like yeah, three and a half because it's way too long. Yeah. And I did fall asleep first time watching it. So, but I was so confused at the end, but it did make sense. Okay. A bit, but it's also a bit ambiguous. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> Really keen because I want to watch yeah. it. Molly really. I mean, it's a very. It's a fu- if if you w- had seen it, I would spoil it because a lot of people have seen it, but okay. they want to spoil it for you. No, I like it. Yeah, yeah. so I think Molly no, Drive is, is is a winner. Thank yeah, you. absolute winner. Nice. Oh, that's so good, and I can't believe it, Jesse. You made it through our mind vendors list. Could have yes. got a little bit lost with a couple. Yeah, I got a bit lost in really lost. recapping some of them, but yeah. we made it. We made it, and actually reminds me. Would you say Saltburn? That's recently Salt come burn. out. Is a mind bender. No. No. It's just hot. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, Jesse. I'll, I'll definitely give you that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Yes, thank you. It's been a it's been a blast getting to try and pack this with you guys. It's been an episode that wanted to kind of come up with for a long time, but I haven't known how to put a title on it. And yeah. I did, and you said mind bender, so mm. it works. Um, you can find us on Instagram. That's probably our best place to go. Yep. At Bromax Pod. In our bio, ooh, yeah. yeah. Bio. Um, in our bio, you can go on our link tree. Mm-hmm. That'll have links to everything there. So our Instagram, um, our TikTok, our merch, our letterbox, everything's there. Everything's there. Um, and then through Instagram, you can actually get in touch with us as well. Again. Suggest um, any episodes that you want us to do, or leave your thoughts on the episodes we have done. And you can listen to us. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts. Podcasts, which RIP is shutting RIP. down 2024, but we'll find a way around it. We'll find yeah. a way around it. So well. thank you for the thank little musical much. beat right. drop as well, right. Jesse. I'm get into it. This is good, yeah. I'm vibing yeah. out to this. Round of applause. Woo woo, yeah, nice. You're getting. Oh, well, maybe I might thank the soundboard for the contribution that's right. made today. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. But thank you so much for joining us, everybody. It's been a pleasure. My name's Joel. I'm Jesse. And, and this has been the soundboard signing off. Piss off, soundboard. <laughs> I just was warming up to you. We'll catch you later, guys. What you call me, Oh, no. AI's taking over. Far out. <laughs> See you later, See everybody. Adieu.